listen here, Mark. I love balls, okay? I love sports balls. And when I get five days consecutive of playoff balls, just wrap me up on the couch, give me some beer, and leave me alone. I am so excited about this. All about the balls podcast with Mark Davis, Chris Kamanar, and Nick the Doc Skirkowitz. Hello and welcome to this. Wow, what a crazy sports weekend! And my Miami Heat are up three-one series lead over the New York Knicks. Episode of All About the Balls podcast. I'm your host, Mark Davis, joined alongside, as always. My wonderful co-host, Chris Kameinhart. And Chris, like I said, to open the show, it was a crazy sports weekend since we last spoke. But more importantly, how are you and the fam doing tonight? We are doing great, Mark. The fam is amazing. My wife, absolute gladiator gladiator taking care of these kids. I give her all the credit in the world. But I'm so excited to be in the sack house. I'm sad that Doc is not here with us tonight to discuss the crazy NBA playoffs that's happening right now. And like Chris said, yeah, like you said, Chris, if our wonderful fans didn't get a chance to listen to the last episode, Doc is currently out on a business trip on a crazy work week in Niagara Falls. God bless that man. Can't wait to get him back in the sack house so we can hear some wonderful work stories and potentially off-air stories as well because, hey, it's a work trip. You know how it is when we go out for business. There are after hours in. Doc, hope you're listening. Hope you enjoy the show. These next two episodes are for you for sure. And Chris, like I said to start off the show, I'm excited. My Yankees came back. We won a couple games. We won one game in Tampa. We won the night. But hey, that's baseball. And right now it's NBA playoffs. And my Miami Heat, the eight seed in the Eastern Conference, are up 3-1. Took both games in South Beach. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But excited. Loving sports right now. The playoffs are getting my juices flowing. But we're going to start out in Philly. Boston and Philly surprisingly tied to a piece. I know that you said that Boston should win this series pretty easily with yeah. Joel Embiid being hurt. Are you still riding with Boston, or you think Philly now has a shot to take this series? I don't know. Philly's showing some momentum. I think they definitely have a shot now. These past two games have been stressful games coming down to the very end. I mean, game four coming down in overtime. This is honestly a great series, and I, for one, definitely hope that this game goes to series, to Game 7. Oh, yeah, and as a Miami fan, I would love it to go to Game 7 just so that hopefully we win in 5 and then they go to 7, so it gives us more rest and then less rest. But I'd rather see Philly. I think we match well against them. But, yeah, man, I, this Philly team, it's hard to predict what they're going to do. I mean, we saw James Harden struggle in Games 2 and 3, but then goes – Houston James Harden, like I said, pre-fat boy James last game, balled out. Popped game, off. Definitely popped off. Had a tying floor with seconds left, like under 20 seconds, but still the defense came up. Marcus Smart missed the game winning three. And then James Harden hits a step back three to win the game in overtime. <laughs> Man, I love seeing James Harden play his his offensive basketball style. Just, you know, I'm not big on James Harden. I think he's clutch enough to win a finals. But, man, that man sure knows how to play offense for this league. Yeah, no, we definitely got to see a little prime Harden right there. I mean, his performance in game four, 42 points, eight rebounds, nine assists. And that was while being pretty much triple teamed in the fourth and overtime at some times. So, I mean, seeing him pop off like that was definitely boostering. 
but I don't think he's going to be able to keep up with it. Yeah, definitely good to see. I mean, they had a nine-point lead going into the fourth quarter, so they did blow that. But hey, it was nice to see them win. And you know, game three we were we were off that that game, but the Sixers lost one fourteen to one hundred two to Boston. So going back to a piece back in the Garden in Boston uh, tomorrow night uh, on Tuesday. So hopefully it's a good game. You know, as a fan of the game, we just want to see for this series, we want to see a seven-game series definitely. But moving on, pressing forward. My Miami Heat are now up 3-1. Miami Heat. Yeah, South Beach, baby. We took both games in South Beach. Winning, having Jimmy Butler back from injury, definitely clutch. Got to love it. I saw stats oh, yeah. today. I didn't realize it, but in game three, the New York Knicks didn't lead at any point of the game. And tonight, they literally only led for 33 seconds. So South Beach definitely was rocking. Miami definitely took home court. Uh, you know, up 3-1. Going back to the garden, Chris. Do you think Miami wraps it in game five, or do you think we have a game six in South Beach uh, to, to finish the series, maybe potentially in game six? No, I definitely think this game's wrapped up in game five. I saw a stat just now watching that the Knicks head coach is zero and six going when he's losing 2-1 in a series. I mean, Miami looked good. I felt bad. Like It honestly felt like a poor Thursday night football game in game three with the Knicks I mean nobody shot over 50% on that team and then watching game four I just felt bad for the Knicks it just seemed like every time they inched that score closer Miami would come in two and three possessions and just nail down threes I just feel bad for the Knicks Miami's looking hot I only feel bad because it's good to see New York basketball back. Uh, it's good to see the Knicks and the Lakers good, even though if we hate them or hate the media. Just, But it's nice to see. It's good for the league. But, man, I don't care who it is. I love to see Miami just wrap it up quick, get get some rest so we can play the next game or next series. But, yeah, like I said, it's big having Jimmy Butler and Bam Bam had a, a wonderful game tonight. Kyle Lowry off the bench. Loving that rotation that Eric Spolstra is playing with. I definitely think he's one of the better coaches in the league. And it just shows. He knows how to make adjustments. You know, we might not win uh, the finals, but he's definitely always up there for coach or for being the best coach in the league, in my opinion. And Chris, moving on to the Western Conference, we have right currently right now in game four, the Los Angeles Lakers are playing the Golden State Warriors. It is early. Not sure what the score is yet. We'll keep the the fans uh, included later on when we give that score update. But uh, we we were recording at the end of game two and the, the Warriors just just dominate, stomped them. And then game three completely script or flip that script one by 30 points chris i know you and doc were high on the warriors high on them winning this series but i told you it's all on anthony davis it's all on his shoulders if his presence is there they win chris are you on the lakers wagon yet or are you still riding with those warriors i mean we're gonna have to see what tonight looks like but like we discussed in the last episode it's all about ad on how he plays i mean once i saw the lakers go on that 38 30 to eight run in that second half that just changed the entire game. I mean, the Warriors were up 11 and then that just forced the, the Warriors were up 11 and then they came back and that just forced the Warriors to play more aggressive the rest of the game, causing more turnovers. And that was just the issue for the Warriors last game. I mean, yeah. And not even just that, I know uh, LeBron James, like Draymond, Draymond alluded to in his podcast, uh, it's weird seeing LeBron James play. I mentioned that last episode, but especially last game, he didn't take a shot in his first 13 minutes on the court. The first time in his playoff career, he did not attempt a single shot in the first quarter. It's definitely interesting seeing this 38-year-old LeBron James in his 20th season 
run this Laker team. It's still his team. I mean, yes, we put the pressure on AD, but LeBron is still the captain. He's still the leader that runs the squad. It's definitely what he says and goes. But not even just that, Chris. There's a lot of controversial uh, referee plays or play call or, sorry, whistleblowing essentially during this uh, first three games. The Los Angeles Lakers have shot 63 free throws compared to the Warriors' 39. So are the refs trigger happy or are the Lakers just pushing the paint and the Warriors are just stuck, stuck in shooting the ball? I mean, I think the refs are almost bad in every series. I mean, I don't know if you saw with the Sixers and Celtics game, there was three touch fouls in the first minute of the fourth quarter. I mean, these refs, I think. Yeah, I mean, the refs in all ter- sports are just. Yeah, refs in all sports. Uh, yeah, I mean. And you can't blame them. I mean, they're looking, they're not looking at a TV like we are paying attention. They're actually there. But like some of these calls are just terrible. Oh, yeah. Like, like the Celtics game yesterday, uh, the Joel Embiid. I mean, I think that was a charge. I thought Marcus Smart was definitely moving his shoulders. I mean, and that could have been a crucial – I mean, good thing those Celtics lost the game so the Sixers didn't have to complain. But, yeah, I mean, this this free throw, though, it's huge. Like it's 60 – and both wins, the Lakers' free throw numbers are crazy. When the Warriors won, they were yeah. kind of similar. It's just – I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I have a Warriors buddy in my office, and he's just complaining a storm when it comes to these refs. I mean, that's a big free throw dif- uh, differential. Yeah, I'm going to still ride with the Warriors, though. I think Warriors still come back and take this game. Yeah, like I said, it's in every other game for AD. So right now the Warriors lead. Well, they were down one going into the uh, second quarter. But moving on to the the next series, the last series of the second round, and that is the Denver Nuggets and the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns took both games in the desert without Chris Paul, who will also be out game five in Denver. Chris, Doc said he was a – wasn't shocked, but man, damn, did Kevin Durant and Devin Booker come out hot in the uh, desert, literally. Uh, yeah, completely agree. I mean, this game was fucking incredible game between Booker, KD, and Joker. Seeing all those three superstars playing lights out was phenomenal. The only sad part about that is the highlight to this game is going to be what happened between Joker and the coach. Definitely. That's something we'll talk about. Yeah, something we'll talk about one second. Just wanted to get on the the stats because that's that's something I want to leave with because that's going to transition to our next point. But, uh, dude, Joker dropped fifty three last night. I mean, over to be overshadowed by two thirty six point games by KD and Booker, who Booker's been killing this playoffs. And then in game game three as well. I mean, I mean they both. I think Booker had like forty seven and. KD dropped 39, and then, I mean, him and Murray balled out, but it's just their duo came to play in this, the desert. I mean, maybe the hometown, because they said they don't, a series doesn't start until a road team wins. So the series is still tied to a piece. But like you said, Chris, overshadowed by the Joker, having an altercation with a fan in the stands, uh, turned out to be the Denver, I'm sorry, the Phoenix Suns owner. And uh, – Watching the video, I couldn't see what Joker was saying where the fan pushed him or had his hand on him first, but the fan was definitely holding on to the ball like it was baseball, wouldn't get oh, yeah. it back. And Joker came and tried snatching it and then threw a nice little like forearm, you know, just start shoving him a little bit. And, you know, that caused a stir. He got a technical foul, did get fined $25,000 today. I mean, I, I think the owner should be fined as well. Like Joker said, when you're in the stands, you're not just an owner, you are a fan. It doesn't matter who you are. And I think there's only two people that, could, could get that treatment where they're not a fan. That's the commissioner of the basketball association. So Adam Silver and the president of the United States, those are the only two guys you are not pushing while they're fans in the stands. So 
I don't know. The NBA kind of got it wrong. They didn't really protect Joker. They protected more the owner in this situation. I mean, Joker probably didn't even know who the fuck this guy was when he ran into him. He probably just got there. Some fucking guy was holding the ball, and he's trying to shove him. I mean, I see what the the owner was trying to do. He was trying to stop the quick play from happening, what Joker was trying to do, but that's just shitty sportsmanship from the owner. I mean, Joker did say after the game, they kept asking, he's like, yeah, I know who it was, but you know he's also a fan. So, I mean, that's what he's sticking to. Like, this guy's a fan. You know, he's not he's not the owner that's on the court. Like, you don't just take the ball like it's baseball, like I said, and hold on to it. You got to give it back. And, um, I mean, like I said, I, I don't want to see it keep going. Hopefully, they like the owner said he respects Joker, and he shouldn't get suspended. So, hey, the owner understood, hey, this is playoff basketball. There's no no blood, no hates for towards each other. It's just, you know, let's live on and let's move on to game five in Denver, which, man, this series has been crazy. It's been good games, but I'd like to see what's going on. And speaking of fighting, Chris, um, and NASCAR, was something we don't normally watch, definitely. NASCAR. Yeah, and nice little left turns. I saw a fight in the pit. I was watching Sports Center last yeah. night, and a, a two guys – literally got in confrontation and had a fight. Well, one guy threw a punch, which is the guy that was being confronted. And the other guy said, well, security held me back. And I didn't get a chance to fight back. Dude, if you're confronting a guy, you better be ready for a fight. So don't blame security for holding you back. You're the one that confronted him. He stood his ground and he clocked you. But you said you confront him because he's a dirty driver. Well, dude, you got clocked and let's just move on. Okay. Work on your driving. How about that? Yeah. Go drink some fucking bush light, sit down, go drive 500 miles. Yeah, like, come on, dude. NASCAR is, I mean, it's not our sport, but hey, we wanted to talk about it. Just because we love to see fights in sports. And, I mean, if it was a wreck, maybe they'd, maybe we'd talk a little more. But, hey, you know. Those wheel balls. <laughs> yeah, those wheel balls, dude. Uh, not the same NASCAR. I mean, I used to watch as a kid, but moved on out of that. Grew up a little bit, I can say. I can't watch people take left turns all, all day long. But moving on to some college sports, something that we haven't really talked about on this, this show. No. And something that we kind of missed last episode. You brought it up once we got off. We should have talked about Alabama baseball and some things are going on with that. Well, former coach now, I mean, they have their coach was allegedly gambling against his own team against your LSU Tigers. Go Tigers and go Tigers bet on his team to lose. And all of a sudden his pitcher had a mystery back tightness and then pitched a guy that hasn't started in over a month and a half and expects to win against the number one team, LSU. Not just this, dude. I'm, is Alabama shady right now? Because it's not just gambling. Their basketball team we saw early in the year allowing two players, one of them being the one of the best players in the nation, playing after an incident with a murder situation. It wasn't him that pulled the trigger, but he was driving the vehicle. Is Alabama like, what's going on with these guys? Something that we saw from Nick Saban, some high class. Does the basketball team, the baseball team, need to learn from St. Nick? I mean, I think Nick Saban – should probably just coach all sports in general, Alabama. But I mean, I knew this Alabama baseball coach was probably shitting himself once this news came out. Cause I was watching these games and Alabama was not going away at all. The players just kept coming back. So I know he was shitting himself in the dugout, but I think this was super sketch shitty for the head coach to be betting against his team, but I'm glad I was caught. But I mean, is college baseball back? I mean, we've had this game, Iowa and Iowa State all betting on college baseball games. 
Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, I don't think Iowa State was baseball, but Iowa definitely was. Iowa State is just getting caught in the act of, uh, I think, wrestling With track players. football. Yeah, their players are just gambling in general, which tied into Iowa. They, and the NCAA found uh, Iowa and Iowa State as well today uh, gambling. Dude, I I just don't understand what these players are doing. I mean, these guys get NIL deals now. It's not like it was 10 years ago where you're not allegedly making money, which we've all seen. These players still used to get money back in the day. But these guys get deals now. So – this gambling issue, I mean, I'm sorry, man. Like, I understand it's a dumb rule. Maybe you should be able to gamble as an adult. But, man, there's a rule set in place. And until that rule changes, man, you just got to follow it and just stick with what it's going on. These guys said these guys get deals. So, Chris, I just think it's stupid that these guys and professional athletes decide to gamble and waste their career and their future. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's dumb for these players to gamble – I think it's just it's hard these days because you can go on your phone, download an app, and there you go gambling. It's not back in the day where you have to go to the casino to put your money down on these games. So, I mean, these kids are just having such easy access to be able to gamble. Yeah, and it's just crazy to say. I mean, I don't want to see these kids ruin their career. And speaking of a kid, you know, Let's move on to little Bronny James, our boy, LeBron Bronny. James' son. LeBron James. Steph, he declared to the USC Trojans this past weekend. Going to be working – or sorry, not working. Going to be attending school eight minutes from his father, working on the same street. Definitely chose the local town, stayed next to dad and the family. Love it. They have the one number one recruit also, and they're potentially going to flip the number four recruit. But speaking of an NIL deal, Chris – this kid is going to be the highest paid college player at $5.9 million. Got an endorsement from Nike and uh, Beats by Dr. Dre. Man, what a what a, what a life. I know. What a life to be living. But I'm, I'm happy for these college kids finally being able to get some money after their name. I mean, they work their ass off. They bring in so much money for these schools, and they weren't getting anything. So shout out to him. I'm excited to see him on the court. And then little fun fact here, USC finally got a natty in beach volleyball less than 24 hours after Bronny committed to USC. So, I mean, is that good luck or what? God, man, Bronny is bringing the freaking luck to this this college. Maybe they'll win college football next year with Kalen Williams. I'm excited to get some college football talk in a couple months. But, hey, USC is definitely looking up. Maybe the Pac-12 is back. You know, they got the beach volleyball title, like you said. They get the number one recruit, the number 19th recruit in ESPN, which is also 21st, and potentially going to flip the fourth recruit. Not a big fan of Bronny James when it comes to the, you know, he only got paid because of the money, but congrats to him. Love to see a kid doing good. And, Chris, speaking of feel-good stories, I mean, uh, let's let's talk ECU, the receiver first before we talk a little Coach Prime time. The ECU wide receiver, I know you talked about this. You – uh shared it with me and I did some research and I love it. Love to see it. This kid was putting up numbers in college. Didn't get drafted this past season. <gasps> Used Twitter to uh, share some highlights of his uh, to get a look. Hey, and congrats on the 49ers for giving this kid a chance. And hopefully this kid balls out and hopefully he makes every team, even the 49ers look wrong for not drafting him or signing him right away after the draft. Yeah. I mean, Isaiah Winstead, he was a transfer from Toledo to ECU. He tallied his first 1,000-yard season last year, 88 receptions for 1,085 yards and six touchdowns. Man went 
undrafted, didn't get a mini camp invite, went to Twitter, posted his practice highlights, and a couple days later, 49ers picked him up. I mean, I'm happy for this man. And it just shows to these players that don't get drafted that sometimes the scouts are wrong. No, I definitely agree. You know, there's been some some star athletes, especially in the NFL, that have been undrafted. Um, the GOAT, Tony Romo, one of them, and uh, John Randall, a Hall of Fame lineman, for, defensive lineman from Minnesota Vikings. Like I said, the list, list goes on. And, Chris, speaking of players in college, let's move to Coach Prime time. It seems like he's having an interesting time in Colorado, definitely bringing the fans back. Let's say he's definitely a buzz out there in Colorado. But, you know, since he's been there, since the spring window opened up, 38, I'm sorry, 47 have transferred, 71 total since last August, but 47 on his watch. He did add 38 uh, transfers as well. So, I mean, he's getting players in return, but, man, a lot of these former players from Colorado, they're just not like him. He's got a weird dress code, can't wear white socks in the weight room. No white no white socks. And he treats these kids like they're uh, military kids, and you have to earn your number, like you have to earn your name tag in the – the basic military training. I mean, I love Prime. I love his character. I love his his uh, intelligence, his IQ is for the game. But, man, I think he's being a little hard. I understand he did it at uh, Jackson State. But I, I don't know, man. I just – I think it's a little hard on these kids. I mean, I understand you have to have a firm hand in sports, but that's just crazy to me, especially the White Sox. Yeah, I know. I mean, some of the rules I'm hearing is completely insane. Prime just rubbed me the wrong way on his first interaction with the team, talking about he's bringing his own players from Jackson State so that the Colorado players should transfer out. That just rubbed me the wrong way. But, I mean, he did sell out the summer game. I don't know if you saw the viral tweet about last season to this season. That stadium was completely filled. And, like, one of the biggest things that – I'm not liking seeing is some of these players saying that they're not able to get some of their tape to help them transfer that prime. Yeah. It. Yeah. I think that's a little, little wrong. I mean, if you, if you really want these kids to succeed, you should want to, I mean, give them their, ta- their tape so that they could use that for the next school, the next you know place they're going to play. I mean, the point is for all these kids, not just your players, but other players, other colleges, even colleges that we don't like, give them a chance to succeed for the future. That's what it's about. This next generation of athletes, especially in the sport we love, football, getting that chance. And hopefully Coach Prime settles down a little bit. Like I said, I'm excited to see Colorado. I love Coach Prime. Oh, yeah. They do good things. But like you said, some of the things just rub just the wrong way. I mean, I love old school coaches. I love the coaches that yell at you and get in your face. But I, I just – some things like that, it just, it's too wild for me. Yeah, I mean, bring back the Les Miles days of the eye formation and eating grass. God, Les, what a, what a, what a crazy man. But, hey, let's transition – to the NFL, some storylines that came over the weekend. The general manager for the the Carolina Panthers announced that as of right now, Andy Dalton, the former Cincinnati Bengal, is the starter for the Carolina Panthers after <gasps> drafting Bryce Young. I, I mean, maybe that's the key word right now. But, Chris, I think it's a mistake if you don't start Bryce Young right away. Let the man get in there. Let Andy Dalton lead him uh, from – from the sideline. Don't you don't need Dalton to start half your games and throwing Bryce Young in after. Listen, being a Saints fan, Andy Dalton can't even start in the fucking XFL. Okay? Man's dog shit. I think the coach is just saying that right now to like settle Bryce Young's nerves. But at the end of the day, if they don't start Bryce Young, then 
why did they make all these moves this offseason? Fuck Andy yeah. Dalton. Exactly. Like Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning had 28 or 29 interceptions his rookie year. You have to get that out of the way. You have to learn. The, the best way to learn is honestly on the field. It's not like he was the 20th draft pick like Kenny Pickett. And, you know, he came in a couple like – halfway through the year. That That's good learning experience for that because you didn't take that risk of trading up and giving up so much for this this individual. So, hey, but – as I said, as a Falcon, for me as a Falcons fan, start Andy Dalton, man. Start them all you want to. Give us a chance to win the NFC South. Don't start Bryce yeah. Young for this year. Let him sit a year. Let him pull up Patrick Mahomes. Let him just sit. But speaking of quarterbacks, another interesting story that's getting some buzz is Sam Darnold going to be the starter for the Niners if Trey Lance, I'm sorry, not Trey Lance, but Brock Purdy is healthy. Do you think that's a long shot or do you think that's actual, like actual buzz that's becoming true? I mean, I don't. The 49ers quarterback room right now might be one of the trickiest quarterback rooms in the NFL. I mean, you got big cock Brock that he balled out when he needed called up. Sam Darnold, I mean, you know with the NFC South, Sam Darnold looked like shit with Carolina. And then have we really got to see Trey Lance yet? I, It's tough. But I think the starting behind them is going to be Trey Lance and Sam Darnold duking it out to see who will be the starter. Sam Darnold's going to be behind the ball. I mean, he has no field connections, unlike Trey Lance. So I can put money down that probably Trey Lance is going to start first-team reps with OTAs, but I don't see Sam Darnold starting with it's the 49ers. Like you said, just an interesting quarterback for I mean, they, they traded up with the Miami Dolphins, gave up so much for Trey Lance a few years ago, and now you have this Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy who took him to the NFC Championship when both – Trey Lance and Jimmy G went down with injury. And yeah, I know the defense, the running game is phenomenal, but Brock did play pretty good. And then you have Sam Darnold, the former top, the top three pick as well out of the New York well, draft by the New York Jets, then with the Carolina. And now he's out in the Bay with Kyle Shannon, who just seems to make anybody work. I mean, that's just Kyle Shannon for you. I don't, don't fucking like him because he can't win big games, but Hey, that's a little biasy. Fuck Kyle Shanahan. But if anyone can get Sam Darnold going, I do believe it's him. And speaking of quarterbacks, Bruce, Arians, uh, advisor for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, says that Baker Mayfield is better than any of the quarterbacks in this class of the 2023 class. And I, I'm sorry, Bruce, but you need to go hit the golf course. You sound drunk. I don't think Baker's a better prospect than all the quarterbacks, all six of the QBs that came in this draft class. I know he's a former Heisman quarterback, winner out of Oklahoma. I know he took the Browns to the playoffs and won a playoff game. Blah, 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 blah. Baker's a piece of shit. He's trash. And I just don't think he's better than Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. Hell, he might not even be better than a banana eating, peeling Will Levis for all I care. Yeah, I mean, me, you, and Luke talked about it the other day about Baker and how we felt about him. Is he in the right scheme? Was he in the right scheme at the Browns or at Carolina? And, I mean, it's just all up in the air for me. Bruce Arians has to say this about his quarterback. You're going to have you have to support your quarterback. So, I mean, this is just for a mental mental game, but no way Baker's better than Bryce Young. Or CJ Stroud, in my opinion. I mean, CJ yeah. Stroud balled out. I mean, I know he was in highs and winner, but he was finalist both the year the last two years behind Bryce Young and uh I honestly can't figure who the last winner was. I mean, it's be it's crazy to say I can't remember that, but Problems when you get old. Speaking of getting old, Cam Newton's uh, drama, that seems to be getting old. Every week, it seems like it's something else. You know, he just did an interview on a on a show. Now he's saying that his length of his hair is a possibility on why 
he's not getting a job in the NFL. Originally it was, he's better than all these quarterbacks. Now it's, Hey, he might not be getting a job because some teams are saying they want him to go back to clean cut cam 2015. Maybe clean cut cam 2015 just means they want you to get back to your healthy self. A guy that could actually run the ball and throw the ball with a little bit of power. Seems like he lost his shoulder strength in my opinion. And I mean, Chris, is it his hair? I mean, we see guys all the time like Larry Fitzgerald have crazy hair. Julio Jones had dreads for a while. I mean, all these athletes that are good and can keep producing have dreads. Is it the dreads really? No, this is Cam Newton just trying to get his ass back in the news to be relevant. If you were good, you would still be with fucking Bill Belichick taking reps for the Patriots. But you suck. You're on the street. And now you're just making up excuses while you're not on a team right now getting a paycheck. But, I mean, I would love to – I'd love to see Cam 2015 Cam again, but just not on Carolina. Yeah, no, definitely not, not in MC South. He can do that somewhere else. He was electric. I mean, like I said, he had a ph- phenomenal career until his shoulders started to give out. And unfortunately, I think that's what led to his uh, downfall. And he did point out Trevor Lawrence. Well, Trevor Lawrence has got long hair. The problem is, is that Trevor Lawrence doesn't come out. I mean, if you want to, if you wanna, let's let's say that teams are are looking at your appearance and like your hair and your suits and your whatever, you're doing it for attention while. Trevor Lawrence comes to the, the ball field, the, you know, the NFL parks, and he plays. Don't forget, Trevor Lawrence just won a playoff game last year against the Los Angeles Chargers. So it's not like Trevor Lawrence isn't balling. He's only been in the league three years. So, you know, I mean, come on. Come on, Cam. You have to get better than that. You have to be better than that. Stop calling out players and just be better. That's all I got to say about that. And speaking of quarterbacks again, let's keep this QB train rolling. <laughs> Apparently, Andrew Luck was being a – Poached by the Washington Commanders. Of course, who else would do some shady shit than the Washington Commanders? And Jim Marseille is allegedly pissed off and saying the NFL needs to look into that and go for tampering because, hey, it is tampering. He's under contract. You can't be having a conversation with Andrew Luck trying to get him back if he's under contract by the Indianapolis Colts. Chris, man, man, Jim Marseille's pissed. Do you think that they should look into this? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think they should look into this. This just like once I saw this notification from Bleacher Report on my phone, I just had to be like, "What the fuck?" This was from left field. I mean, can Andrew Luck even play football anymore? The last I saw was a picture of him that looked like he was like an anorexic. Like, can he even play? That's the question. I mean, if the Commanders wanted to want a quarterback, I heard, I heard Bortles was pretty good, and he wanted to come <laughs> back and play. That's the boat for you right there. Oh, yeah, uh, the boat. Yeah, go go Blake Bortles, apparently. Hey, Luke, shout out. Um, Not just that, can, can he play? He doesn't want to play. He He's definitely yeah. in a, a state of mind where he's he made peace with his decision. He's happy. He's not taking beatings. That's his problem. He was hit, hit all the time. The Colts developed that line way too late in his career. I mean, he's still early in his career, but too late in his opinion. And, you know, I was probably – I was a little hurt that he left so – the way he did. But, man, I can't blame him. His health is more important. And let's talk one last QB, the QB of the offseason, Lamar Jackson. You know, he finally got his bag. Shout out to that, to him and his mom for – I guess that's his superhero. So, hey, you're the real MVP, Miss Jackson. And, uh, Chris, the story over the weekend is Lamar Jackson, after getting all these phenomenal weapons uh, – an aging Odell, a short Zay Flowers from Boston College. This man wants to wants to throw for six thousand yards, Chris. I mean, 
He's never thrown for over 4,000 yards in his career. Is What is this man talking about? Uh, if the Ravens wanted to prove to Lamar that they were going to get him firepower, you wouldn't have got a washed-up OBJ. You wouldn't have went out and drafted maybe the shortest wide receiver out there. I'm pretty sure Drew Brees was taller than him. You would have went out and tried to get somebody more explosive. It was just sad. But, I mean, you got Todd Monken up there, the OC. He wants to air the ball out. So, I mean, we'll see. He'll probably run for 6,000. I don't see him throwing. Yeah, If he makes a full season. Yeah, maybe combined he'll throw throw and run for 6,000. But Lamar Jackson throwing for 6,000 yards, something coming out of his mouth, that sounds ridiculous. The only other guy that I would say that would say that is our buddy Luke Rule. And between the two of them, they just don't know football that well. And if they both get – if he gets 6,000 yards, then just call me an idiot and let's move on. Chris, college football announced a new 12-team schedule for the playoffs. And leading into that, part of the playoffs, the semifinals, is going to be part of a five playoff days in a row of the NFL and college football, Thursday and Friday for college, Saturday through Monday for Super Wild Card Weekend. Chris, five days glorious days of playoff football i'm excited how about yourself listen here mark i love balls okay i love sports balls and when i get five days consecutive of playoff balls just wrap me up on the couch give me some beer and leave me alone i am so excited about this we're gonna get thursday friday college and it's gonna go right into nfl wild card weekend Hopefully, hopefully we see some Saints Falcons there. Let's maybe see. the NFC's weak, so maybe we can pick up the teams. And Chris, yeah, like you said, I'm excited to watch all the balls in my sack house. I'm so excited to get all this football in a 12 team schedule or playoff. You never know; we can get Texas and LSU. Both will be in SEC by then. And uh, man, I'm, I'm excited for this. Man, I'm I only wanted eight teams, but hey, the more the merrier. The more balls, the better. And speaking of schedules, Chris. The NFL schedule will be announced this Thursday, May 11th. There was controversial opinions that it might little, not come out. Had a little scare. Had a little scare, not going to lie. Definitely a little scare there. And from one of the GOATs, Adam Schefter, this is what he this is what he said, which we already knew. The NFL will have a Black Friday game, so we'll have a game on Thursday and Friday of Thanksgiving. So we'll have four games combined between Thursday and Friday and then Sunday and Monday as well. Also, it used to be games kind of belonged, so the AFC was CBS. So if you're the if you're the away team, that that network gets you. So normally the AFC is CBS and Fox is NB or sorry, Fox is the NFC, and then obviously NBC is Sunday night, Monday night is ESPN, Thursday is not Amazon Prime. So really, it's it's kind of a free agency of all games are free agency. So it's just a bidding war essentially between all parties. Teams can now be on Thursday night football twice, which I know some of the players had an issue with him. I, I don't blame him. I mean, that's short rest, bad for your body. And then now not all teams are guaranteed a primetime game. I mean, I guess every team kind of had one because of Thursday night. Chris, are you excited for this this new schedule? Like, are you excited to see how it's going to go? Yeah, I mean, I love the whole not every team's going to get a primetime game. Last season, I can't really think of exactly – but I know there were some dreaded primetime games where you would just fall asleep after the first quarter. I'm pretty sure some of those had the Bears in it, Doc. But but yeah, I love definitely. it. 
Yeah, definitely the Bears for sure. And Chris, I kind of wanted to like do a little creative segment to kind of end this wonderful episode tonight. Um, if we, let's say we were up to the, we were the NFL schedule makers and we know the Kansas City Chiefs are going to host uh, Thursday night football to our open the season. They're going to unveil the new banner. They're going to get their rings and rightfully so they should. I believe there's only been two instances a team that won the Super Bowl did not, well, since they started this, this tradition, like this century, that was the Ravens who had to go to Denver instead of hosting it because of the Baltimore Orioles didn't want to give up their time slot for the Ravens and it was going to be a parking situation. So they lost that right. And then the 100th anniversary where the Bears and the Packers opened up Thursday night, which rightfully so, it's 100 years anniversary, the longest rivalry in the, the sport. But Chris, if it was up to you, and you were like, okay, Kansas City Chiefs, who should they host it against? Who would be the team on their home opponents that we, we know who the home opponents are? Who would you pick, and what's the reasoning behind it? I mean, the easy the easy answer here is Chiefs-Eagles. I mean, you get that Super Bowl rematch, but if I could pick, I would have to be seeing the Chiefs-Bengals. I just want to see that, that game come back. I mean, avid Saints fan. But coming out of LSU, watching Big Dick Joe himself just sling the ball in 2019. And his new name, Joe Slant. So please oh, get that sorry. right. Oh, sorry. Joe Slant. But just a huge Big Dick Joe fan. So I love me some Bengals. But I would just love to see that offensive powerhouse for both teams go out to just start the season. Yeah, definitely would be. Uh, a hell of a start. I mean, much better than last year's start where it was Rams and Bills, where the Bills just clobbered the Rams in L.A. And like you said, that's the new rivalry of the NFL. It's definitely Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. It seems like it's the new Brady-Manning rivalry, which people were thinking it would be Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, but Joe Burrow has put his name up there. And like you said, the easy answer would be Philadelphia Super Bowl rematch. We did see it once before with the Broncos and the Panthers. When that defense just shredded Cam Newton uh, in the Super yeah. Bowl and after the Super Bowl, but I'm going a different route. I'm going to go a which is not really a rivalry game because Patrick Mahomes owns the AFC West, but you know Sean Payton is in town in Denver. He's back in the saddle for a team, and I kind of want to see what the Denver Broncos look is going to be with him and Russell Wilson and this offensive line that they amp they reamped. I want to see it in prime time. I don't want to see it on Sunday afternoon and the four o'clock Eastern window. I want to see it live prime time. I want to see Sean Payton back chewing his juicy fruit, smoking that bong before the game too, which we didn't talk about, but I want to see him on the sidelines wearing that, that orange and blue for the Denver Broncos. That's kind of the look I'm going with with that one, Chris, and that's your boy, Sean Payton. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to be watching some of those Denver games this season. I miss Sean. I only took him a couple months to be in Denver to hit that bong. But, I mean, it's all legal, all legal, all legal. Yeah, so, yeah I, no, I could, think that would be a great matchup. Yeah, I don't know if you could be smoking on the offseason. I don't know the NFL policy with that. But, Chris, it's not just Thursday night. We have Sunday night football as well. And, you know, now this is the more creative part because you have to do some research on teams, players, joining new teams, storylines. Like, So, you know, I went a couple different routes, but I want to hear your take. Well, where are you looking at with this Sunday night football schedule? I mean, you can give me a couple games and maybe just touch on one, but – where are you looking at? If it was Sunday Night Football week one, you know, you're hearing uh, – you're hearing uh, – God, Chris Collinsworth and Mike Trisho, who do you want to see them call in the game for? Yeah, so I'm going I'm going Jets versus Patriots. I mean, what better way 
to show off Aaron Rodgers and his new threads than against facing a division rival that has beaten them in 14 consecutive matchups. I mean, just watching Aaron Rodgers start the season on prime time with his new team would be it'd be great to see. Yeah, and I thought when you said division rival, I thought you were going to go Miami or uh, Buffalo with that one. But, you know, once – I mean, all my games I put on my list, I had Jets. You know, Jets at Cowboys would be huge. Aaron Rodgers going back to Dallas a Stadium that he literally feels like he owns the the stadium and playing America's team with Dak Prescott. And another team I thought maybe would be the Philadelphia Eagles at the Jets. But I'm kind of riding high on that, that Jets at – uh, Dallas game, it would just be huge, huge marketing, uh, especially Aaron Rodgers and the, the New York Jets going against Dallas. Man, that would be a sell, and Jerry Jones would love it too. A lot of money opening weekend for him in Arlington, uh, Dallas. Yeah, Chris, I mean, I can. Regardless, we're regardless, we're going to see Aaron Rodgers in one of these primetime slots. Definitely, it had to be Sunday and Monday. Yeah, it had to be Sunday and Monday because the Jets don't travel to Kansas City. And speaking of uh, the other time slot, you have Monday Night Football, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, and if you like the Manning semi-class, the Manning cast as well. Chris, last game of the week, who do you think they should end it with? What kind of bang are we looking here? Yeah, so I mean, if the Bengals, I want to see the Bengals play the Chiefs, but if the Bengals don't get the Chiefs, then let's finish the game that was unfinished in 2022, and let's go Bengals versus Bills. I'd love to see nothing more. That game fucked me in fantasy, cost me my third place, but not hey, not mad about it. Not mad about it. Glad the man's alive. I mean, I'm glad he's alive too, but you're talking about getting fucked over. I was in the first place game in the championship, and I had Josh Allen and I had Gabe <laughs> Davis, and I didn't get a chance to get my 39 or 41 points, whatever it was. Not saying it was going to happen because Gabe Davis a hit or miss, but – Definitely lost opportunity to be a two-time champ in our fantasy league to join your your ranks, but always this year I can get that that crown and unreveal the new championship belt for the winner. I think that's what we're going to be doing for our league. Just a little teaser for that. Hopefully we get that word soon. But I'm going to go Bengals at Ravens. Like to see Joe Burrow versus Lamar Jackson. You know, a, a playoff game that didn't feature Lamar Jackson last year. We got Snoop Huntley instead. But I would love to see Lamar in the MTNT Bank Stadium, behind the home crowd. Hopefully, they wear their blackout jerseys. Love the uniforms for them. But to see the the rivalry of the AFC North, Joe Burrow going to Baltimore, playing the newly paid Lamar Jackson. Obviously, I know you'd be excited. You'd be a Bengals fan for the night. Luke, our other hopefully soon to be co-host, will be definitely rocking the purple and black, Chris. Yeah, I mean, some reason Lamar was too busy using the bathroom for the last Bengals and Ravens playoff game. So, I mean, I'd love to see that matchup. I mean, I hope – I think our projected games would anyway could go would be amazing opening season. And then we have our teams, Chris. You know, you're a New Orleans Saints fan. I'm a Atlanta Falcons fan. So, obviously, those six months, we're just going to be definitely taking shots at each other. And like you said, the NFC's well, – like I said, the NFC's weak. And like you said, hopefully both teams get in there. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't want to hopefully say that. I don't want your team anywhere near the playoffs. I don't want anyone from the NFC South besides the red and black Atlanta Falcons getting there. And I do think it's possible that both teams get in just because how weak, like I said, the conference is. But if you had to have a dream, let's say like, all right, Chris, where do you want the Saints playing? You get a home and away game. So let's say they give you a home home game and away game. 
which one are you looking at? Like, would you, I mean, I want to hear both. Where would you travel to if it had to be at week one, or if you had to be at home hosting, who would it be? Yeah. So, I mean, saints, saints and Falcons got the lucky draw for getting the two easiest schedules of the season. <laughs> but, <I love> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we get a home game week one, bring Derek Carr in, see what the super bowl is a super <clears throat> domes about and um just show them what the fans actually are i hope we get matched up with a division opponent hopefully the falcons or tampa if we play away i still want to keep that division opponent and hopefully we go to carolina and see uh fucking andy dalton again <laughs> yeah like i love andy um Chris, I mean, obviously, I want to see the Falcons Saints week one regardless, but let's just get off that train just because that's the typical answer for us. But if we're at home, I want to either see, obviously, the Saints, but I want to see the Colts. I want to see AR in our dome. Obviously, Gainesville's not that far from uh, Atlanta. So, you know, he didn't get a chance to play in the Georgia Dome in his time because, you know, let's face it, he sucked in college and couldn't get to that SEC championship. But it'd be nice for him to see it in the NFL schedule or in the NFL time and play my Atlanta Falcons. And if we have to go on the road, if it's not New Orleans, I want to go to Jacksonville, keep it close to Atlanta. You know, that's a good possibility. Tennessee's pretty close too, but go to Jacksonville, bring some of the home fans down. So we get some of the fans in Jacksonville, but that state would be rough buzzing because of the Jaguars last playoff appearance they made. But man, I'm excited. May 11th, dude, we will literally be on air or recording an hour after the schedule is released. So we'll have time to study a little bit, see these key matchups, the Thanksgiving games, the primetime games, the Christmas. Uh, there might be Christmas this year. I'm not sure. And then, yeah, our team schedules, break down the schedules. We'll have to break down the schedule for Doc, for the, the Chicago Bears. Man, it's just it's electric, man. Football's coming. Rookie, man, rookie mini camps. Some of the teams this past weekend, we have some this weekend coming up. Chris, man, I'm excited for the schedule, man. Yeah, no, I'm itching. I'm just like living day for day for just a little bit of football stuff. I'm itching for football season to start, and this is just one step closer. Yeah, because the XFL and USFL and the Arena Football League where Tony Brown can't allegedly pay his players and his uh, coaches who quit. So th those three leagues just doesn't do it for us. And we do have playoff basketball, but that's going to end in June, and then it's just baseball and – it's going to be a quiet time. We'll find some stuff to talk about with fantasy coming up, things like that. But, man, like I said, the schedule's coming out, Chris. And, you know, I did miss Doc today, though, man. I hope Doc's having a good time out there in Niagara Falls. And, you know, we wish him a, a safe trip home once he gets here. Hopefully he's not drunk too much out there. I, I know Doc pretty well, and I, I know he's going to be enjoying in some uh, adult beverages while he's enjoying the show. Chris. Man, it was great tonight. Definitely loved the stories we were talking about. It was a hell of a weekend, honestly. I was surprisingly shocked about that. Great, great, great basketball. And then shout out to Doc. We did miss you. I hope you're getting that combat pay. I know how dangerous the falls are. Hopefully you don't fall. But it's great to be in the sack house. Excited to be on this podcast. Can't wait for the future. Mark, it's always a pleasure to be here. Yes, Chris, always a pleasure as always. And like I said, stay alert, guys. The next episode, we will be breaking down the NFL schedule, all these wonderful games and matchups, knowing where all our teams are going to be going, dressing all, like I said, all the big games, the matchups, all the exciting uh, 
playoffs. Like I said, we get rematches of the Super Bowl, both conference games, all the divisional rounds. We get rematches from the playoffs. And like Chris said, it's an exciting time to be alive. We have the NBA playoffs. You know, football's coming soon. Hopefully not. Hopefully faster. But I'm Mark Davis. That's Chris Kameinhart. We are from this live from the Sack House. Hopefully you enjoyed this nice episode of All About the Balls podcast. And we are out. Thank you for checking out another episode of All About the Balls podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Sack House. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Sack House.